Hello, patrons, and welcome to the alternate timeline. So today we are talking about trash. On this week's um, episode of Flash Forward, we took a look at the future of waste, waste trading, and um, basically just like what should we do with all this garbage that we create in the world. Um, I confess that I thought this episode might be a little less complicated than it was. I think I mentioned it on the episode. Um, and everything is always more complicated than it seems, right? That's like the it's one of the lessons of Flash Forward in many ways. But what I didn't realize was that um, even just like definitionally, this was complicated, right? Like what counts as waste, you know, toxic waste, e-waste, municipal waste, solid waste. Not everyone always agrees what exactly falls into each of those categories. So sometimes e-waste falls into toxic waste and sometimes it doesn't. Um, and that can make it actually kind of hard to all be talking about the same thing all the time. Um, and then, of course, there's recycling, which, you know, is great in theory, but in practice just doesn't really work that well. And I did know that kind of vaguely, but I didn't know the exact mechanism by which uh, recycling wasn't working very well for us uh, in the U.S. at least. Um, I didn't wind up cutting a ton from this episode, um, but there is one thing that I mentioned that we didn't really get into that I did want to talk a little bit more about, and that is this idea of burning waste to make energy. Now, um, you may not know this, but this is a thing that we do in the United States. Um, in fact, if you live in Maine, you might have heard about this recently, because just last week there was actually an incident where a bunch of scrap plastic wound up in the ocean by accident, obviously, uh, outside of Maine. And that plastic had been purchased by a power plant in Maine and was being imported from Ireland. So the facility in Maine needed more plastic to have on reserve for fuel. And when this happened, a lot of people in Maine were like, wait a minute, Wh why exactly are we buying and importing trash from Ireland to burn here in Maine? Like, what is going on here? This doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, one of the reasons why they were buying it from Ireland is that it actually helps the facility get around a couple of uh, kind of wonky rules about uh, who is allowed to import trash from where. And so Maine does not actually allow out-of-state trash in its landfills. But if the waste is considered processed in Maine, it can be disposed of there. So since the ship docked in Maine, it was considered processed there, and that meant that it could go to this energy facility. It's kind of this, like, loophole, basically. Um, and this Maine energy facility... Um, Penobscot, which I'm probably saying wrong, Penobscot Energy Reserve Company is one of those incinerators that I mentioned on the episode where it takes trash and it burns it and turns it into power. And if you go to the website for this energy company, um, it says in big red all cap letters, renewable energy from waste. And this is kind of the promise of these facilities, right? That they can take trash and make power, which, you know, like seems good in theory, right? If we have too much trash and we want to divest from fossil fuels and there's probably no time in which we are going to make like a lot less trash, or at least in the near future, we're probably going to be making a similar amount of trash. So if we could turn that into power and sort of divest from fossil fuels and make clean power, that would be good, right? It almost seems maybe too good to be true. <laughs> um, 
And it kind of is, right? Burning trash is really hard to do without creating a ton of toxic chemicals. So on the episode, Jim talked a little bit about the greenhouse gas emissions from some of these places, but those are not actually the only ones to worry about. Burning trash can also release chemicals called dioxins, which are super toxic and have been linked to cancer, reproductive and developmental problems, uh, damage to the immune system, and like just all sorts of bad stuff. You don't want to be breathing them in or be around them. Um, And you really don't want to be spewing a bunch of that into the atmosphere if you are a company of any kind. So proponents of these incineration systems say that with the right engineering, you can mitigate these problems. You can capture and scrub out all of these toxins. Uh, But it's not easy. So here's Dr. Jenna Jambeck, who you heard on the episode. I think it it often comes down to uh, the operation of those kinds of facilities. Um, I think you'll find folks saying we can absolutely des- design these um, so that, you know, the air emissions, you know, I mean, one of the big concerns is dioxin. Just to, we'll take one example of a situation that, that people are concerned about. Um, if it's operated at the right temperatures um, and has a proper air pollution control system, then those can be minimized and usually be under standards. Then, of course, you could have an argument whether those standards are low enough. I mean, you know, there, there's so many nuances to this. Um, the other thing, and I looked a lot at this when we were looking at, um, I, stud- I actually studied like C&D debris and treated wood for my PhD. Um, and, you know, you even though you reduce the volume, it, it also comes to what are your goals. So you reduce the volume of what you have to dispose by about 90%, but you increase the toxicity. And that's because a lot of the, you know, just the carbon burns away and other, you know, other things turn to um, turn to gases and um, are released into the air. But then a lot of that stays. So things like the metals can get concentrated in what's left, which is an ash, um, which then becomes can become a challenge to manage you still have to landfill that and what you're landfilling now is sort of a concentrated waste stream um, as opposed to you know the way the the bulk waste was being landfilled before Um, and so that can create like a more uh, toxic and concentrated leachate that you have to manage Um, so those kind of facilities you know again just the operation is where that would really be, you know, really be key. In reading about these uh, like waste to energy systems, um, it sort of felt a little bit like reading about nuclear power plants. Um, They are dangerous if operated incorrectly. And there are these real problems and challenges with handling the toxic waste that comes out of them. Now, ideally, we would be able to handle those things with engineering, but the question of whether we can actually do that is really complicated. Now, I am not arguing for or against nuclear power here. That's a whole other episode, but it sort of has a similar vibe to it when you read about it, which also includes, you know, vehemently opposed groups that Um, you know, really don't want these facilities to be built. Um, And so that's just like a little bit more about those facilities. Um, There's a lot of really interesting stuff to read about them. There hasn't been a ton of investment in these facilities either because they're like, they've kind of fallen out of favor. Um, For most people, like when you hear the idea of burning trash, most people are opposed to it. (laughs) Um, And there is this long history of cities 
um, burning their trash and causing lots of problems for their citizens and their residents. So um, these facilities aren't super popular, but they do exist. And as Jim said, you know, if we were to be in a situation where the U.S. really did have to deal with all of its trash, you could imagine a future where these become sort of the go-to solution. Um, so that's just a little bit to know about that. Um the other thing we didn't really talk about on this episode is why plastic is bad for the environment. Um, that's in part because I assume you probably already know or sort of take that for a given. And it's also partially because we actually did an episode uh, about a future where plastic was banned a couple of years ago where we talked about this. So if you want more about plastic and the future of plastic, you can go listen to that. Um, it's called There Is No Great Future in Plastic, which is a very bad play on The Graduate. Um, back when I was making even worse names for episodes than I do now. Um, Personally, doing this episode right around the holidays made me even more aware just of like how much stuff so many people, particularly in the U.S. where I am, consume. So I was doing some research into a present for my dad. And in doing that, I kind of came across a video from this website um, that I won't name in which a gadget reviewer said that he buys three to four phones every year. And well, in the past, I might have been like, wow, that's a lot of phones. Now, all I can think of is like, oh, my God, that is so much waste, like all the waste that we learned about from Josh on the episode about mining waste and copper, like for each phone. I, I don't know. It's just it's wild. And like, frankly, one of the big things that I wonder now after having made this episode is, um, oh, there's some motorcycles going by. They go by every day. They have a little like rally down the street. Um, one of the things I worry about now is that, uh, like, or I wonder about is, is how gadget reviewers can, can sleep at night, honestly. And that's not because they themselves are buying three to four phones a year. Cause that's really kind of a drop in the bucket, but because they are sort of promoting this culture of consumption where all of this stuff gets made and that you need the latest console and the latest phone, and the latest this and the latest that every year. And like, you really don't. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they're nice people, but like, man, I just really, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, okay. That is most of what I cut from the episode. Um, there is one more episode of this season. And then as always, we take a little break, um, prepare for the next episode or the next season. Um, in the next bonus episode, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what is going to happen during the off season, sort of what you'll hear in this feed, in the main feed, all that good stuff. And I will also do a little bit of a recap of this season, you know, the goals that I had at the beginning of the year, what worked and what didn't, um, all that good stuff. And as always, for the last episode of the season, I am cooking up something weird for you. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. I'm really excited about it, um, but it's going to be kind of weird. So I hope that you're ready for kind of a weird season finale. Um, okay. And then at the end, as always, a little secret. So um, my desk uh, is right in front of a window that looks out to my backyard. And I recently realized that the plant that is right outside my window is a, um, it's called a, a caterpillar weed or a monarch weed or some, a butterfly weed, butterfly weed. That's what it's called. Um, and there have been a bunch of monarch butterflies, uh, well, monarch caterpillars that have taken up residence on this plant. And so I've been watching them and a couple of them have turned into chrysalis, chrysalises, um, attached to my fence, which is very exciting. And the other day, 
I actually managed to catch one going from caterpillar to chrysalis and it was so cool. Um, incredibly cool. Uh, I'm, I still am thinking about it and I, I made a little time-lapse video. And so I'll put the time-lapse video, um, maybe in the newsletter next week so you can see it because it was so cool. Um, but yeah, that's my little, I've been obsessed with monarch caterpillars, butterflies recently. So that's all for this dispatch, a little bit of a shorter one, but um, next week you're going to get a ton of new, interesting, weird stuff, both in the form of flash forward. No, not next week, the week after next, the 5th, January 5th is the last episode. And then you'll get a bonus podcast, the last sort of big bonus podcast. And then it'll be full of like weird, good stuff. And um, I will, uh, I'll be in your ears then. Okay. 